0: Your Stories is proudly supported by Simplecast. Simplecast makes podcasting easy, affordable, and downright friendly. Use the promo code CHICAGO to get 50% off your first three months. Find out more at Simplecast.com.
1: Your Stories is a wonderful opportunity to share all the highs and lows of being a nerd. You know that hobby you
2: have that you don't talk to anyone about? It's a secret you don't like to share because it might make you feel weird.
3: Maybe you're into something different, uh, comic books, fantasy football, push-ups.
2: Your
0: stories to me has been this really kind and welcoming space where people just have the guts to be really honest and they share their voices and their stories with everyone there, no questions asked.
3: Uh, I've heard stories about all those things, Uh, maybe not not a lot of push-ups. I maybe haven't heard a lot of stories about push-ups.
2: The Nerdologues is group therapy meets Toastmasters. I know there's always a place where my odd thoughts and unusual habits will be welcomed and championed in a warm, supportive environment by other nerds just like me.
3: And what's fun is you'll see people in the audience one month and then all of a sudden they uh, go up and tell their story. So
0: Everybody, I'm Eric Arnault, and this is the Nerdlocks Presents Your Stories podcast, back with part two of our kayfabe extravaganza. We recorded this show at Challengers Comics at Western and Armitage, one of the best stores in the country, to a really lovely, lively crowd, and you'll hear them in full force in this rowdy episode featuring local comedians and podcast hosts, Marty DeRosa and Rich Camelucci, radio personality Kevin Kellum, and real-life wrestler Paloma Starr, plus music from myself and Dwight Hassler. This was such a fun show, and even if you're not a huge wrestling fan, I think you're going to enjoy the heck out of it. We've got a pretty busy couple of weekends coming up for the Nerdalogs, including bonus Your Story shows the next two Saturdays. Uh, this week, on Saturday, March 31st, we're hanging out at the American Writers Museum with the creators of International Tom Hanks Day for our third annual team-up with that awesome organization. It's going to be a blast details on that show are available on nerdalogs.com and our facebook page uh then this saturday after that hey we're at c2e2 on the cards against humanity stage you can find info on that at c2e2.com we'd love to see you over the next couple weeks of course we also love that you're listening now and we hope you enjoy This is the ultimate uh, fight band. Some more storytellers starting with the other half of Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. So, if you guys are keeping score, we saw Sarah, so this must be and guys. <laughs> come on, I think it's more Sarah or it's
1: Marty. I I think they might want more Sarah. Yeah, I know. Sorry I'm not Sarah. Uh, What are you going to do? This is awesome. Thank you guys so much uh, for letting me be a part of this. Uh, I I love wrestling. That's uh, the name of our podcast because I I love wrestling. I've loved it my whole life since I was a little kid. Uh, I've always loved wrestling. And uh, I've always been just fascinated with wrestling. When I was a little boy, I used to wrestle pillows in my basement. Uh, and I would wear my mom's bathing suit because the Steiner brothers wore a singlet. And I wanted to look like the Steiner brothers. Uh, all, the, all the cool wrestlers wore white boots, so I'd pull my white socks up. And they all had black knee pads, and I didn't have black knee pads. So I would cut my dad's dress socks uh, and make <laughs> knee pads. Uh, my poor mom was just like what are you doing to your dad's socks I think she thought I was like cranking off or something I was like no no no, no they're just my knee pads they're just my knee pads uh, and I always collected wrestling figures that was my favorite thing always uh, and I would go to the store my mom would be like you can get one which as a wrestling fan it's like I got a whole territory to run I need all these wrestlers uh, so I would hide them. I would go to Toys R Us, uh, rest in peace, I would go to Toys R Us, and, uh, and, and uh, I would say, okay, I need this one, but this one will be coming, we'll run vignettes, so it'll be great. And, uh, and I would always hide them uh, by the Legos, they were a little bit away from everything, and I knew that these were the hard to find ones. I was very smart as a kid, very perceptive, I'd be like, okay, there's a bunch of Hulk Hogan's, But, you know, there's not a bunch of, like, um, Brandy Savages or whatever. So I would hide that one. And then when we would go back to Toys R Us, I would go and I would reach my hand down. And this is still, to me, one of the most satisfying feelings of just, like, reaching, reaching. Oh, no, it's gone. They must have found it. Nope, here it is. And then I I was such a shitty little kid. I would go back over to the other kids who were just like, boy, I wish there was a macho man here. And I would stroll by with my macho man figure and just kind of be like, oh, you mean, like, this macho man? (laughs) So right away, the evilness was growing in me, even as a kid. Uh, And I always would make everything about wrestling. Any school project, it was about wrestling. Uh, I would shoehorn wrestling into anything. I think the only way I passed my Spanish class in college, I just named every luchador I could possibly think of. Uh, So thank you to uh, uh, Nitro for that one. Uh, And uh, through comedy, I was able to sort of uh, weasel my way into the world of wrestling, uh, which is very cool. And I've been able to meet awesome people and not awesome people. Uh, (laughs) Believe it or not, there's some pieces of garbage in wrestling. But um, and then there's this term of kayfabe. I was aware of it because I read wrestling magazines and dirt sheets. And I'm like, I know the deal. Uh, But when you get backstage and you start hanging out with wrestlers, they'll tell you stuff and they'll be like, hey, man kayfabe that meaning don't tell anybody that but it's usually like the hottest gossip and you're like oh no like did anybody know that a horse died at Wrestlemania uh 27 in Atlanta yeah I was told not to tell anybody this at Wrestlemania so I was like can you guys believe a horse died and they're like shut up uh we we were in the the the, the, the WWF or WWE whatever had a had a suite and all the friends and family were up there and we snuck our way up there and uh, and I was like that's crazy right and they're like don't talk about it don't talk about it Triple H was supposed to ride a horse out there but it fell through the stage at rehearsals oh, and uh, and then they had to kill the horse uh, yeah yeah so uh, as Patrick said uh, Triple H also buries horses uh, yeah. Patrick yeah. So that's been, uh, yeah, part of wrestling. And a lot of times you'll hear cool stuff and you're like, I can't, I can't tell anybody because I don't want to get booted out of the circle. You know what I mean? Um, but <laughs> sometimes you see things and you're just like, well, this is too good. I'm telling everybody. Um, one of the years at WrestleMania, we were at the, the WWE's hotel and uh, we saw The Undertaker um, just pulling a stroller, pushing a stroller, um, wearing like bedazzled jeans and, like, an Affliction shirt and a fedora, and it was like, I didn't want to see this. (laughs) (laughs) That's one time I wish he kept kayfabe going a little more, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I don't want to see cool dad Undertaker. I want to see the real Undertaker. Um, But, yeah, wrestling, to me, it's always been there for me. Uh, The day my mom passed away. Uh, It was obviously one of the worst days of my life. Um, And my friends were so good that day. They just said, we know what you need to do. Uh, We got drunk watching uh, WCW Thunder, uh, which is very easy to do because it's the worst show of all time. Uh, And then we saw Ready to Rumble. So it's like, to me, wrestling's always been there for me. Um, But getting back to the fun stuff that you can't always talk about, uh, a cool thing about wrestling is... Uh, you got to be there sometimes and you can't just read about it on the internet or whatever when you're there especially you get cool stuff. So uh, I'm going to give you guys some uh, secrets that only people here will see uh, and the people listening at home. They're just going to wish they were here. So for the next Nerd Alive, you might want to come out uh, because you know what? You're going to miss some cool stuff. So uh, one time uh, I was at a wrestling show uh, called this. Okay? And right. and uh and I have a friend who, he's a real bad guy now, and he's got to keep that persona up. His name is... Right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, this guy, uh, during a match, threw a chair in the air. And I was in the front row, and it came crashing down on me. Oh. And, yeah. So, but my wrestler brain is like, I know what I need to do. I need to fall on the floor. I need to sell it and act like, oh, man, this hurt real bad. Uh, which I did, because the adrenaline was going. I had had a couple beers. Uh, and then I sat back in my seat, and then I was thinking... I think I have a concussion. Uh, I'm very hurt right now. And throughout his match and the rest of the show, I kept grabbing my neck, and it hurt so bad. And uh, afterwards, he texted me. He's like, hey, really sorry about that. You did a great job selling the chair. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Um, But in actuality, I was very hurt, and hurt for, like, the next month. Uh, uh, Let's see. Oh, I got uh, two more uh, fun secrets for everybody. Uh, So there's going to be... Uh, a big wrestling show coming up and uh, I know one of the rumored matchups and I'm not supposed to tell anybody but you know what we're here and we're all friends
3: so fuck it
1: yeah so I'm I'm, uh, I'm breaking kayfabe kind of but it's like no big deal but don't tell anybody I mean if you do but you know what the deal is right so anyway uh, you guys know this guy yeah alright he unless something happens will be taking on this guy whoa yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> See how fun it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. This podcast is really bad for the people listening. Yeah. Right. Should have been here, man. Should have been here, man. And in closing, last but not least, this is probably my greatest wrestling secret that I have been sworn to secrecy that if I tell uh, I will be excommunicated from the wrestling business I I, I have to go I have to go so uh, I'm going to show you this please just like be cool and um, thank you guys so much for having me out here (laughs) thank you very much Marty DeRosa everybody you know
0: I, I actually think I think this is great audio because like one of the cool things about recording live is you get those reactions and like man you guys were really really good on that reaction. <laughs> that was so earnest and great. Thank you Marty. Uh, nobody if you tell people what you saw here tonight don't like tag us please. I don't I don't want to get a bad rap in the industry.
4: Tag you better.
0: Yeah, oh no! Uh, so, coming up next to the stage, we have another local podcaster, comedian, improviser. Uh, you can find his stuff at arcadeaudio.com. You can also see him in about five seconds. Please welcome the sage, Rich Camelucci.
2: Thank y'all so much. Um, when, uh, when Sarah reached out to me uh, a few weeks back, it like hit me shortly after, like, I have five minutes to do whatever I want on wrestling, <sighs> just myself. Uh, and so I started thinking through things, and it's like, all right, well, I can, I can talk about that time I had Peter Venkman beat Typhoon to become the Intercontinental Champion <laughs> when I was five. Uh, I could uh, uh, talk about the time where me and my friends in college thought that we created the only Royal Rumble drinking game ever. <laughs> Uh but instead uh, I decided to uh, uh bring a friend along um and kind of marry two uh very niche things uh that I've liked my entire life uh so here goes Uh thank you uh wonderful ladies and gentlemen uh for coming out tonight uh my name is Brett Hitman Hart <laughs> And uh, you know, you may recognize me as five-time World Wrestling Federation Champion, uh, as well as spending some time in World Championship Wrestling, or so I'm told.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the truth is, and that's what tonight's about, right? You know, the truth. <laughs> the truth is I never wanted to become a professional wrestler. I, uh, you know, I see McFoley out there, uh, telling his yucks, and, and and he's living like this whole second chapter to his life, and you know, I uh, it gets a guy thinking, you know, it's like my father Stu used to say, you don't shoot on hundred percent of the shoots you don't shoot. You know, uh, 22 years ago at WrestleMania 12, The Excellence of Execution went Broadway. Tonight, join the Excellence of Elocution on a musical journey <laughs> through parts of his life
3: <laughs>
4: as Bret goes
2: Broadway again.
3: Yeah.
2: Maestro. <laughs> Bret Bret Owen and Bruce, the <laughs> Hawk brothers, Bruce. Brett, Bruce and Owen. What? Stu said to stay in the dungeon. Stu doesn't need to know. Stu said stretching is never done. You can just release the hold. But look around, look around. Hulkamania is happening in New York. <laughs> what? <Work. laughs> And so I uh, left my father's company, Stampede Wrestling in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, to work for Vince McMahon and the World Wrestling Federation in New York City. Gosh, so close to Broadway I could taste it. But you know, as luck would have it, getting there was the easy part. There was so much top talent in that locker room at the time, you had to be mighty good at politicking to even get on the card. How would a conversation like that even go, you ask? Why, probably a little something like this. (laughs) Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. I'll work a tag. Oh, Russell Catch Matchmaker, matchmaker You've got the book So make me the perfect match (laughs) (laughs) And you know, uh, eventually through hard work uh, Perseverance and a steroid trial I got to be the World Wrestling Federation champion a couple of times It It was cool uh, you know, it was everything I was told I ever wanted, you know? <laughs> but uh, to paraphrase, I'm pretty sure Terry Funk, the times, they were a-changing. <laughs> and everyone in the world became jerks that didn't like good guys like me no more. At the same time, my contract negotiations with Vince McMahon uh, weren't exactly, you know, going well. If uh, you aren't familiar with how my last night in the company went Well, uh Allow me to recreate it As accurately And painfully As possible Take me for what I am Or who I'm meant
3: to be And if you give a damn well, Take me, baby Leave me,
2: take me, baby, or leave me. Well, I guess I'm leaving. (laughs) I'm gone. The rest, as they say, is history. Thank you.
0: Camalucci, thank you, yeah. Brett the hitman heart. Yo, real quick, I'm going to take a picture of you guys, because, like, you are such a great audience, and I'm so happy that we're all here doing this tonight. Yeah, thank you. I feel like we should do wrestling shows more often. It took seven years to get here, and boy, this has been real fun. We have two more speakers tonight. Coming up next, I mean, I don't want to belabor this introduction too much, so let's just say you've probably heard this dude's voice on local radio. Please welcome Kevin Callum.
5: Yeah! Uh, yeah I work I work for uh, 101 wkqx while well, it's still on the air all right. all right so 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 uh please if our, our corporate overlords are listening be kind and uh, let's let's be nice with the severance all right so um, uh, so I love wrestling as you guys can tell everyone here is is a part of it but I, is there anyone here who doesn't watch wrestling who is it who's been dragged here by a 30 uh, plus man child is anyone...
4: <laughs> do, we, do we have one right here yeah just a little bit? Just a little bit.
5: I watch when the hot ones are on. You know what I mean? I like the divas. She still calls them the divas, and that's wrong. That's wrong. They are now equal. They're superstars as well. Um, so uh, the thing is, when you meet somebody and, and you like wrestling, you kind of have to get do that like litmus test of whether or not they think you're the ideal, in their head, wrestling fan, which is dead. The idea of like the redneck... Dumb yelling shit at the ring. You're like, that's gone. Because everyone's yelling shit at the ring, all right? Old people, straight people, trans people. Sometimes my grandmother would get into it. You know what I mean? And she would say, oh, get on the foreigners. And you'd be like, oh, it's not like that anymore. <laughs> And, and it's okay, and now it's a completely different thing. But the main thing you have you have to explain to people, and you probably had a conversation with with, with your uh, your Maniac there. Is um, <laughs> as, I hope he knows it's fake. Yeah. I hope he yes. It's a fucking show! The whole thing is... The Undertaker is not a dead person! Like, we get it! It's a show! When we go to see a movie, we know it's a movie! Oh my god, is Chadwick Boseman actually a prince of an African country I've never seen before? He is the... It's like we know he's not the Black Panther. It's okay. We want... We get attracted. The same way we're here for comic books, we go to wrestling because it's real-life superheroes. They're a little bit more real than someone the printed page and there's nothing wrong about that but you still have to explain to people why it's fake and you don't want to know what else is fake click a fucking round on the TV (laughs) news is fake now did you know that now there's a lot of fake news now they have an entire network dedicated to it and they're very profitable we have a fake president He's, he's he's you alls know, moving the numbers with some people, you know? Some, he's selling a lot of fucking merch, you know what I mean? He's, you know, he's got some fucking good gimmicks, he's got a good catchphrase, they pop. You know, he's selling out arenas around the country. He's a Hall of Famer, he learned it from somebody, alright? Ha! Ha! I built superstars and I built presidents, leaders of men! You know, that type of guy. So here's the thing about wrestling, I know it's fake, but I like firing off and punching the holes in other people's beloved things. I was at a bar and I got in really into it with somebody, a group of people, and they were just like, well, I just don't get it. And I was like, well, what do you get? I was like, what do you watch? And this girl goes, I watch Scandal. And I said, I'm Catholic. I know that Olivia Pope is not the Pope because I'm Catholic, all right? Yeah. And that's bullshit, all right? A law and order special victims unit? Bullshit. Provides no law Provides no order None of the victims are special Because none of them are real Do you understand that? None of them, alright? But I saw what the four horsemen did to Dusty Rhodes They broke his leg with the car door Alright? And he got comeuppance You watch Law and Order Special Victims Unit The creepy guy in the first five minutes Is the guy they arrested 45 minutes later, alright? Bullshit, alright? Us, hit him with the chair One, two, three You know, it's over with and I just, it just drives me crazy. And there was another guy at the table and he was, a, he was a big music guy and he just, like whipped his hair back. And he's like, I heard you talk about, you know, wrestling. It's just like, come on, man. It's like, it's like, why, why didn't get into it? It's like, it's silly. You know, it's, it's like, it's like I, I, and he goes, Beatle mania. Way better than WrestleMania. (laughs) Now, you see, the way I said that, he finished the sentence. In reality, I chopped him across the chest. (laughs) Because he's dead wrong. The Beatles are a great band. The best band. You guys played some music. They're a wonderful band. But they don't make me feel the way wrestling makes me feel. You can laugh. You can cheer. You can cry. I've done that all in one wrestling show. Live and in person. A complete emotional thrill ride that can captivate people of all ages. All countries, all under one roof, all right? The Beatles don't do that anymore, all right? They don't do that. Their last show was in front of 12 people, also on methadone, all right? On someone's fucking roof. WrestleMania this year will be in a football arena, uniting all people of all fucking kinds. Eight days a week, my fucking ass. All right? If Ringo walked in the store, no one would bat an eye. If The Rock walked in here, we would all take a knee, you know what I mean? (laughs) like, we would all just like, are you doing Sir Rock? And and I, and I if The Rock wanted me to just touch his dick, I would do it. I feel I owe it to him. For all the years of entertainment, he rises an eyebrow, I'll be okay. Sure, you let me know when you get what you need out of this. Because he's given me years of entertainment. Do you understand that? No one in the Beatles makes me feel that way. We all want to have sex with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. All of us, alright? We all did it. We would have sex with Ringo to maybe have sex with Paul. You know what I mean? Like, we would work our way up, up the beetle dick ladder. You know what I mean? He can sing Rocky Raccoon the whole time, but you know what I mean? And, and it's just it's so annoying. It's annoying. The Beatles, they're rock stars. Bullshit. You want to know who's a rock star? Watch this. Non-wrestling fan, watch this. You know who's a real rock star? The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. woo see that? I said someone's name and people make a noise when they hear his name. He has an exclamation point in pop culture associated with him. No one says, Ringo's here! You know what I mean? We don't yell Ringo! Nature Boy Ric Flair is such a rock star, there's an entire region of the country named after him. North and South Carolina called Flair Country. You wanna know why? Cause of all the illegitimate children he don't fucking know about. Alright? All right, he's got at least six pregnancies for every championship he has. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, it, and it's ridiculous. And he and he's a bad guy. He was a bad guy, and he was doing that. It's so silly. It's so silly. And the same guy's still trying to go at me with all the music. And all that. I was like, let me put it to you like this: The Undertaker. You've heard people talk. He's a dead guy. He's a goth kid. Imagine the really tall goth kid from your high school if he could beat up the football team. (laughs) (laughs) The Undertaker. All right, you have an idea who we're talking about? And he pushes out the casket and he buries up all the bad guys. He had a buried alive match. Do you understand what a buried alive match is, miss? I don't know if this is a hard one to follow. (laughs) The loser is beaten to the point where he is buried in dirt. In a real arena, none of that law and order SVU dirt, real dirt, none of the CGI dirt, real fucking dirt, all right? And he was buried in arena. People paid $25, bought foam fingers and t-shirts, alright? And watched a man get buried alive on several occasions, alright? But god damn it, the fans wheeled him out of the grave, throwing down their slim gyms and multi ounces of Mountain Dew. Cause the Undertaker needs to get up. Alright? You know who and they continued perform for the fans with an artificial hip for a very long time all right and you know who didn't get out of the grave for their fans half the fucking beatles all right bullshit eight days a week my fucking ass you know what i mean and here's the thing about wrestling i'll get off on this and i, I it's, it's like explaining it to people is like you don't know how it makes people feel And I always love this story. I'm at the Allstate Arena, the Rosemont Horizon, all right, and my favorite thing to do, and this is socially acceptable wrestling, not in any other form of entertainment. You can't go to Disney at Ice and get into a yelling match with an eight year old, you know what I mean? (laughs) And and just be like, no, John Cena sucks, this guy's better, you know? And I've done that so much now that I'll be yelling at children around me, and then a mom will come over to me, listen, my son is in the bathroom right now. And he doesn't feel very involved in the event right now. Could you yell at him when he comes back? Yeah, like, yeah sure, sure. We'll give the kid a rub. All right, let's get him <laughs> out. Know So I'm getting into this one kid behind me And this kid is clearly there Not with his mom But with his aunt Because she's just letting him eat whatever And now me and my friends Are also buying him cotton candy And we're just revving him up Because our goal is We want to hear Darnell From the south side of Chicago Yell a swear Alright We're like trying to get him to say There is nothing more entertaining Than hearing a child curse Alright In a public space Alright And wrestling It's all green lights go It's suckets And all that stuff You know what I mean so we're there and we're watching Bray Wyatt, creepy guy. Imagine Kate Fear if it was just one person. That's what that's what Bray Wyatt is. Imagine it like the guy you didn't trust when you bought weed from him. You know, like that that dude, okay? Guy, guy who hangs out after the Fish concert in the parking lot. Bray Wyatt. All right. So, so Bray Wyatt is fighting Dean Ambrose, okay, and uh, they're fighting. And this kid, Darnell, starting to get up. He gets up on his seat. I won't mess up your guitar. He gets up on his seat. A six year old boy, he's four feet, he's now taller than everyone in section 216, yelling into the ring. And he yells this like Caesar at the Coliseum, just thumbing him down. And he just goes, Bray Wyatt, we all want you to bleed to death. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned to my friends and we're all like what did we do (laughs) we have put bloodlust in a child this is awesome (laughs) we all were like cheer this kid and that's what wrestling can do and it made me fly back to when I was a little kid we would rent the pay-per-views on Blockbuster because we couldn't get them you know I have to be delayed, and I was super into Hulk Hogan. He represented America, you know, fighting the real victim, the real enemy, you know, Iraq in the early 90s. And so, so he's fighting Sergeant Slaughter, an Iraqi sympathizer from Minnesota, all right? <laughs> and he's fighting him in this match, and they do this thing in wrestling where they'll bleed, and they'll turn away from the camera and cut themselves to, at ethensis, more bloodlust, you know, we need blood, all right? None of that bullshit from Law and Order. Someone's really fucking bleeding here, all right? And he gets hit with the chair, and my brothers grabbed me, all right, and prone my eyes open and slowed it down on the, on the VCR because, like, we got to make sure Kevin, at six year old, knows that this is just a show. And they slowed it down and they said, Look, see, Hulk Hogan's cutting himself. He really didn't get hit. And I just threw him off and I said, I know it's a performance. That's how much she cares. <laughs> and then I walked out of the room crying to my mom. <laughs> but it was a great day. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah!
0: Kevin, tell them. Man, uh, Dwight and I are going to close the show with eight days a week, but we wouldn't have to reconsider. <laughs> I do want to say one weird fucking fact about Ringo, which is, so, um, dudes from Toto are in the All-Star band now, so every fucking night, Ringo's sitting there drumming Hold the Line, which is, like, kind of metal. That song's pretty cool. It's got, like, double kicks in it. I think that's cool. Anyway, apparently, I think a lot of things are cool that other people do not think are cool, and that's why I host this show. Uh, we have one more storyteller tonight, and, you know, we're celebrating wrestling it made we should have a, like an actual wrestler in the house right yeah. so we fucking do please put your hands together for Paloma Star
6: This is my first storytelling gimmick so let's see how i do <laughs> I mean i get beat up in less clothes so this should be fine right <laughs> um so I kind of want to start off with a side story that just happened yesterday that I haven't told anybody else yet. Um, me and my boyfriend Cody were hanging out with our new friends. They're a couple. They're older. And we were talking to him. And honestly, I don't tell people I'm a wrestler. Most of the time, I don't kind of feel it out, see how it's working. And depending on how it is, then I'll tell them. Because most of the time when I say I'm a wrestler, they're like, oh, you do that fake shit. So I fill them out till I see, find out what they think like. And I think, I can't remember what exactly brought it up. But I said, oh, yeah, we're huge wrestling fans. That's what we started out, filling the waters out. And uh, Lisa, who was there with us, actually brought it up. She's like, oh, my trainer's a wrestler. We're like, oh, really? Who, who is it? We're like, oh, he's this huge wrestler. He has long blonde hair. He's super famous. He's in WWE. And we're like who is it? He's like, you. I don't know if you know him. He's a really, he's in the UK right now. And Cody looks I'm like, oh no, we're going to know him. Like, who is it? He's like, oh, let me, let me look him up. Let, let me look him up real quick. So I'm like, who is a breaster with long blonde hair, who's mainly in the UK, who's super famous? like, oh no, he's like, was on TV and all stuff. Pulls up her phone. Ryan Howe, skid mark. And I'm like, oh. And me and Cody were like, Skid mark? And they're like, oh, that's how he's putting himself over now, I guess. <laughs> I thought that was like really weird. And I'm like, so I tried to impress her bubble to let her know, like, that's actually, never mind. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll start it with it. So when I first started wrestling, I was a freshman in college. I was going to college and wrestling school at the same time. I was getting beat up. Wrestling did not come natural for me. It was really, really hard. And when I was uh, mainly a manager, mainly a valet at the time, but I still had spots in matches, doing stupid hardcore stuff too, but wanted to get into wrestling as much as I can even before I was fully trained. So I actually had one fan already, even just being the manager, and I was actually part of a group called Kissy Boots. And if you guys know what Kissy Boots is or where we got the name from, shout out to you guys because that's (laughs) awesome. And I have a fan named JC. So I just want to say, uh I have a whole bunch of wrestling stories, but I wanted to say start with this one since it's kayfabe. And kayfabe is not dead for JC. JC had a shirt, and I was his his number one wrestler. He had a shirt that said, I heart star, because back then I just went as star because I'm super creative with names. <laughs> and in the back, it said, star's number one fan. He would always come up to me to so shows. He was... Nice-ish, as nice as a wrestling fan can be to a wrestler, without being creepy. Um, he was nice. I would always talk to me. Always made a point to take a picture with me. I'm like, cool. Hey, I have a, I actually have a fan. That's awesome. So. I this was in MySpace days. I don't know if you guys remember in MySpace days, you could actually answer bulletins and the bulletin surveys were all these stupid random questions. And I was answering one cuz what else are you supposed to do? And one of the questions was like, what are you looking forward to today? And I said, I'm looking forward to my intramural flag football game later tonight. I didn't put where was that or anything like that. Because honestly, who cares about intramural flag football? Nobody ever goes to these games. The only people that go are the people who are in the team. So anyway, me and my, my a team go and play flag football. We're doing awesome. And all of a sudden, my roommate turns to me and she's like, isn't that your fan? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, standing over there on the sidelines. Isn't that your fan? And I look at him. I'm like, oh, my God. That's JC from the show. What, What the hell? So I was like, okay, I'm not going to pay any attention to him. I definitely don't want to talk to him. Like... First of all, how did he know where I was playing? It's intramural flag football. It's not announced or broadcast anywhere. Like, in field, behind the field house. No, nothing like that. So he somehow found out where I was playing. I was like, okay, kind of ignored it. Didn't even talk to him about it. The next show, he comes up to me and says, like, hey, you did awesome. You did great. That touchdown that you did. I'm like, who paid? What? Okay, whatever. Later on, he tells me he decided to enroll in UTSA, the same college that I was going to. That's when I'm like, okay, alright, this is getting kind of kind of weird now, I'm like, whatever, it's a fan, I won't ever see him, then he started to find out, trying to find out more about me, where I was working at that time, at that time I was working in an industry where I did not want a lot of people to know, especially wrestling fans, so he was definitely trying his hardest to get closer to me, well, anyway, uh, I was turning heel soon. I was turning on kissy boots, telling a few, and being heel. And the perfect way to do it was on my birthday. I was uh, my nineteenth birthday, and JC brought me a birthday cake. So I had the perfect idea. As soon as I screwed over kissy boots, I turn over to JC to grab my cake. I say thank you. I turn around, turn back around, and smash it in his face. He is. Hiss. I mean, like, live it. I mean, the fans were, like, eating it up. It was amazing. Like, this was, like, and it's so funny because I think somebody, like, made a GIF even before it was a GIF because they caught the moment when I got the cake, when I turned around, this, and, and face, and they made it into, like, a little animated thing. I still have it on my Facebook. I'll post it on my face, on my MySpace. I'll post it on my Facebook. <laughs> so you guys can see it. So he was, like, crazy mortified. Like, it's insane. And have all these heat. I'm like, yes, awesome. This is exactly what I wanted. Next show comes along and JC has a new shirt. His new shirt says, I heart Miss Dyslexia. Miss Dyslexia was a girl that I was doing a whole feud with. And also, in the back of it, it said, fuck star, everybody else has. So I was like, oh. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm a heel. This is heat. Oh, all right, I, I'll take it. So whatever, you know, if somebody really hates me, all right, that's fine. Uh, next show comes around, and I start hearing all these rumblings about, like, oh, shit, you, did you hear what JC's doing? And I'm like, no, what? JC, my fan, is having a raffle for One Night with Star. Oh he was selling tickets to everybody and the show for 10 cents each. I wish I still had it. He printed out, took time to print out raffling tickets that said, a one night and one night with star, sleazy motel included, but you include your own condoms because you don't know what she has. Oh and my. this guy was legit. Like, I was like, wow, he creative and took time but I wish I still had that but I was like oh okay like is this still heat like is this still the kind of heat that I do that I do want so that was really weird and awkward and kind of like almost like I didn't take it personally but like I was just like really come on now so around this time I was actually getting ready to move to Amarillo with my boyfriend Cody Jones and at this time I was like doing a storyline wrapping stuff up And the next thing I know, there's a YouTube video of my fan, JC, um, just re- basically talking shit on me, saying how I'm turning on a fence, how in a few months, under a few months, I'm gonna end up pregnant. How 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 I'm, how dare I leave uh, San Antonio and go live in Amarillo with this, this whole again Cody Jones, which by the way he's never even met, never even seen. But it was just so funny. He included him in it. Was basically saying that oh I'm actually leaving because I have HIV. He said that I'm actually leaving that because of that reason. And I was like, what is going on? The last part of this video is him burning my shirt, the Star shirt, oh. burning my shirt on the street. Funniest part is he couldn't get it lit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm watching this video go on, like, is this really happening right now? But he was just, like, trashing me, trashing Cody, trying to get my t-shirt lit for some reason. So, anyway, so that was really interesting. And very scary and actually kind of glad that I moved away because that was a really weird could turn possible very creepy situation so I don't hear from him at all Uh, five years six years go by and I'm actually going back to ACW which is Anarchy Championship Wrestling in Austin yeah where that's where I started training that's where I started it all and this was also like a really cool redemption moment for me because when I went when I was working there I was just seen as a uh, spot monkey a stupid bumps, you know, but this time I actually had a great fucking match. I, like, proved to everybody, like, y'all could actually wrestle besides getting hit with light tubes. So at the end of the match, I won, and guess who's sitting in the balcony? (gasps) JC, flipping me off. I'm like, five years later, six years later, he's still out after me. So, and I come home, check my Facebook, and guess who sends me a friend request? (laughs)
4: So
6: ladies ladies and gentlemen, Kayfabe is not dead. <laughs>
0: Guys, I know you may hear some conflicting messages in the world out there about how we should follow JC. Do not follow that JC. That's not cool. Don't be like that guy. There's enough people like him in the world. That sucks. Thank you so much, Paloma. Thank you, everybody, for telling the story tonight, for fucking being here. Thank you to Marty and Sarah for putting so much of this night together. Thank you to Challengers for hosting us. Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com/nerdalogs to donate today, and go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome! Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot
4: two three five four eight X.